friend zone Mom I'm trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? Try not to it's cool hit on though. the table yeah 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 welcome to another edition of views from the friend zone podcast happy sunday y'all it's your boy real talk mall who oh, i got that right open shirt poppy aka sensei i'm here today What's up? <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm your feel-good agent. Hope you feel good. Um, I deal in real estate and credit. Happy to be here. Yes, welcome. Corey Craig, also dealing in real estate. Um, check me on IG, KW Realtor NYC. Welcome, nice, welcome. Nice. So, you know, glad to have our guests here. You know what I'm saying? Let them know how they can re- you, you gave the IG. What mm-hmm. about you? At feel-good agent. I'm on IG and Twitter. Okay, so. okay, okay. Yeah, so, you know. We're doing a reflection. Shout out to Open Shirt Poppy. He, he he brought it to the attention. Like you know, it's we're already at the point where it's just like there's there's less of the year left than we already spent. Like mid year reflection kind. You know, at work you got a mid year review, but a lot of times we don't kind of review ourselves to see like you know how has my year been. You know what what we gonna go what what I, what's I'm going to accomplish next. What I need to work on. So we're kind of gonna have like a reflection kind of you know episode. But you know. I want to give y'all time to, like, you know, obviously you gave the shout out of your IG, but give us more about what you got going on and how people can get at you and stuff like that. Well, with me, at Feel Good Agent on IG, you can DM me. You can always hit me up in the comments. I'm a real estate agent. I do sellers. I do buyers. I do first-time home buyers. I do investors. I help people flip. I also help people repair credit. So sometimes people are like, oh, my credit ain't there and I need to take a couple steps. I got you. A yeah. to Z. You know yes. what I'm saying? So I can and, take and, you from And that's necessary, right? Because a yeah. lot of times we just focus on busting our ass to get that down payment. Mm-hmm. And yep. then during while we working overtime to get that money, shit, my credit's not right. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't know where to begin. I don't know how much house mm-hmm. I can afford. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the, before the, uh, I work in finances too, but before the credit bubble, I think that's one of the worst things that happen to people because people who was working at McDonald's was qualifying for $450,000 mortgages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that was interest crazy. only mortgages, all these crazy kind of situations, yeah. right? Because it wasn't, it was printing money back then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. now a lot of people foreclosure and stuff like it's, it. You know, what? it's a game that our people lose a lot. So it's good to have people discuss that. What about you? Yeah, just to speak on that a little bit, that was definitely planned. Um, always remember that when a specific area is wanted to be, you know, taken over. Those type of things happen. You're going to get put into a situation to where the opportunity for you losing your home is going to be there. So they can now drop the value of that property and then jump in and scoop everything at, you know, mm-hmm. pennies on the dollar. So they make money twice. They made money the first time they oversold you, had had everything crazy, and then when it comes back down, they're going to make their money again. Exactly. And they get to write off those losses, too. Yep. Most people don't realize. So a lot of times, you know, these, these stressed assets, and like you said, are, are write-offs and stuff. So you thinking, man, the, the, the bank is losing all that money. No. No. They're getting credits off of that, off of their taxes and things of that nature, and they, they wind up getting credits. So it's not that they they want that to happen, but they're not losing that bad either. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it kind of works full circle. I think, yeah, I think they kind of, because they, they want to prop you up, and the money is when they take you down. Because what happens is as soon as your credit drop, I can hit you with 24% interest. So somebody coming for this car, this car, that home, and that home, same person but one has a high credit score one has a low credit score i can make so much money off you so yeah. it's like perfect let's take him up so he could get it then he can't afford it let's bring him down his credit's messed up 
come special finance. We got you, 24% interest. Yeah, you guys are something else too at them dealerships, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the money. <laughs> are you you the money guy at the dealership? At the dealership, there's the there's the car salesman, the one you're talking to the most. And then the finance. And then there's guy. the finance guy who's you always going back and checking with. And that guy, <laughs> oh man, that guy is something. Is yeah. that you? No, nah, no, nah, that's not me. Oh, okay, because I, I hate that guy. <laughs> no, no, that guy. Oh yeah, we can work out the numbers. You know, he's he's clicking and well, checking and. Doing all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, doing cars. I did cars for over 10 years. That's um, in the sales part. So they hit you twice because you can't hit somebody all at once, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I hit you on the sales and I make money on you sales, I'll let you relax, get your mind back together. You're saying no, you got your budget. Then the finance guy, that's the one that's coming at the end to say, yo, let me see how much more I could get out of them. So it's mm-hmm. like anything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yo, let me see if I get another 50 out of them. Let me see if I get another 100 per month, though, mm-hmm. out of them. Let's yeah. see what I can get out of them. So... It's just a, a double whammy, you know what I mean? That's the game. You got to go into them dealerships knowing what it is you got, like what you can afford and what you want. You know what I mean? If you don't have a clear plan, they just like, ooh, this is fresh meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. fresh meat. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you so, know? So um, what kind of questions do you feel like people who's like, okay, I want to, buy a house like what are the questions they need to ask first well I think the, the the question is more to themselves what what do they have to give to get the house the one thing I feel people treat with credit is like it's the boogeyman no nobody wants to see it it doesn't exist it, mm-hmm. it's 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 real you should know it to know your situation it, it's uh, bad right it, finish what you're gonna it, say it, it, it it's going to come back it's something you can't just throw the sheets over and like I don't want to know mm-hmm. And then when you want to make a move to where you realize, God forbid, you're getting evicted or whatever, then it's like, I need a, I need an apartment. It, it's sad, right? Because back. it's also like knowing your STD status, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> people put it off. People go get their test, mm-hmm. and then sometimes go don't find out the results, right? Yeah. Then why the hell you went to go get the test? Mm-hmm. People be too stressed <laughs> out. It's a lot of times knowledge is power, right? But a lot of times in our community... Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> our blood pressure numbers, right. our cholesterol numbers, our sugar numbers, all these numbers that we should kind of have an idea of, yeah, we kind yeah. of just avoid, like, if I don't know, it's not going to get me kind of thing. And your yeah. credit's like that, too. And the one thing is also within within the black community, just being honest, money is a taboo thing to discuss. Where money isn't discussed, you just keep that to yourself and you go through your struggles and problems on your own. In other communities... Money is the first thing you talk about because that because that's what leads to generational wealth, personal mm-hmm. wealth. That's something that that's we need real. to discuss. Whether it's good or bad, yeah. you need to have that conversation. There's a reason why they don't teach money in school. Mm-hmm. Because it, the, the knowledge of money and how it works is for the privileged. It's not it's not necessarily only for the privileged, but it's, it's what the privileged are comfortable talking to their inner circle. Mm-hmm. We don't have power conversations, right? Especially in our community, because we compete against each other. Mm-hmm. If you know how I'm getting to the bag, then it kind of feels like, well, you're going to do it that way too, and then now I'm not going to be special. This is off, not off track, because it's in line with what I was saying, but I was just having a conversation with my sister. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Nunu Nels. Her and her man, the other night I was at their crib. From Smack. Huh? Oh, you know yeah. her? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, my yeah. sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's a nut. <laughs> so <laughs> she's trying to do this little business or whatever it was and I was like yeah I had the same idea so there's something that I could provide to it mm-hmm. where I would you know put forth all the um the the profit not the profit but the um startup money the money yeah mm-hmm. for it that part of it and she would do her part of it 
which was the selling part, and we was going to work together. I was like, I said 50-50, but it wasn't even 50-50. I was giving her a little more. She was like, nah. She was like, I'll just give you your money back for what you put in. I don't want to go 50-50 <laughs> with you. And I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? I'm giving you the majority of the profits here. I just want... A she was like, nah. So then her and her man was talking to me. They didn't trust me. And I'm like, I'm your brother. You can't trust me. But that's a competitive thing kind of too because you can't go to any investor and say, okay, you're taking the risk and putting money in and I'm just going to give you the money back that you put in. And who that, who and does that deal? Nobody that, wants to do that nah, deal. That's not but a deal. That, but not that's something tank. that, you know, is also people try to get over. You don't you don't take $100, you know, like use $100 on your credit card and pay back the 100 dollars exactly all the time you're going to pay a little you know a fee for it because yeah. you know um you're you're borrowing money so for the people that owe people money you owe a thousand dollars and it's been you know six months or whatever don't give them that thousand dollars give them like eleven hundred twelve hundred because people money don't have etiquette been, like that that money could have been that thousand dollars they gave you that could have been invested in something else for their benefit that could have made them five thousand dollars and they chose not to give it to you not only that because we talked about this before when we talk about borrowing money, yeah, people borrow nice money episode. with a different energy that they pay you back. <laughs> so on top of the fact that they hold your money for mad long, they want to give you the piecemeal payment plan. Like, well, they want to like, act like they're doing you a favor. They're doing yeah. you a favor when to get the money back. back. Yeah, I've been through that a couple times. Yeah. So before we jump right into the show, we got to talk about Kawhi Leonard ah, to the Clippers. How ka- that changed ka- the balance. Ka- that changed the balance of things. I'm a, ka- I'm a Knicks fan, so... Ka- at, July 1st, we found out it was a dub, right? We, we was on the back burner. So we're going to talk about things that mean something. Kali Leonard. What do you guys feel about Kawhi to the Clippers? Um, for me, I think it's a good move for him. You know, I feel he did what he had to do in Toronto, and it's time for him to move on to, to, to keep it consistent. I don't think Toronto would have got another ring. They would have definitely made it to the playoffs, but I think they would have got definitely crushed by, you know, the, uh, the you know, the, the, um, the Sixers. Probably the Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking Philly. Milwaukee, they, they're going to bump into again yeah. and everything. So, you know, I think it was – he looked at himself and said, you know what, this isn't a long-term play here. Let me this let me try hard. to do a LeBron he was like, move. this was hard. <laughs> let me try to do a LeBron move and see. Whoa. And see, and see no, not, not a LeBron move <laughs> from the aspect of how we went from Toronto – I mean, um, Cleveland to try to stack up. It's more like, all right, let me do a power move because everybody else is doing power moves. Mm-hmm. Lakers is trying to stack their team. He's like, yo, I got to stack. I can't go in with the same players – that I did, you know, Last this year. season in the past, yeah. and go up against a stacked team. Yeah, it's like yo, I got to find a team I can stack. Mm-hmm. I think I like it. I think it was a legend move. I think um, if you would have went to the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, they say let's dial back. KD, they say his ring has an asterisk because mm-hmm. he joined such a good team, a seventy-three win. Because team. they won already. They won already. They were champions They already. won already. And yeah. even though KD dominated, he was two-time MVP, staring LeBron down, doing all types of crazy stuff, and really made that happen, there's an asterisk next yeah. to his ring. Yeah. So I feel like Kawhi Leonard dodged that by going to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because LeBron won already, and LeBron's already LeBron. Kawhi Lakers is a winning organization. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would have still been special, but it would have mm-hmm. been like, yeah, but yeah. let's keep it real. Just from his personality, don't Kawhi seem more comfortable as a Clifford than a Laker anyway? Yeah. This yeah. is my my thing. I, I look at it twofold. I'm not mad at him. I actually like the fact that he went to the Clippers mm-hmm. um, because of the parody now. Yeah. It, it, it's parody. I didn't yeah. want LeBron to it's have that, oh, you needed that super team And then thing. They, w- they was going to shoot LeBron down e- even if they won two, three rings. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, but you had AD and Kawhi. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And So I like that part of it. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the fact that 
people throw a lot of shade on LeBron. He wants to create a super team, super team. Mm-hmm. Kawhi was an he was like a puppet master in this whole thing. He said, "L.A. wait for me, Lakers wait for me, Toronto wait for me." He screwed him in a way. He was up there working out a trade for Paul George. That was the kicker. Paul George mm-hmm. leaving OKC yeah. to play with you. Well, that's Nobody, why he I won, ain't get nothing about that. That's how he won twofold because he made them wait and they lost yep. all the opportunities. Yeah. and he went to his team and they bigged up. Bigged up. And they got exactly. Paul George, so he won so twofold. So I like it. But them, like it. them getting like that's we was tomorrow. talking about earlier, Demarcus Cousins for cheap. That's a that's a big piece of Demarcus Cousins is back to who. Well, let me tell you something. Lakers got a bunch of older guys, somewhat washed up guys, mm-hmm. but let them win the uh, let them win the championship. The LeBron haters is gonna be like, oh, you had like all these all stars <laughs> and you know these champions and Rondo yeah. and, and and Demarcus Game Cousins three. was almost an MVP. I'm like, bro, he was beat up. What are yeah. you talking about? Right. You know, this team if they win kind of reminds me of the D Wade team when Shaq got traded. And all the like the kind of misfits on the team, Jason yeah, Williams, that Miami Heat morning, you know, uh, Antoine Walker, Antoine was, Walker, a lot of these Payton, pieces, Gary Payton was on yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of these pieces that yeah. you know were past their prime, but probably could do some. All right, so now we got that out the way, we're gonna jump right into the show, right? And the, the show is called, the topics is building a better you, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, it's mid year, we're, mm-hmm. we're gonna. Okay, so um. Excuse me, guys. We're having technical difficulties. I gotta. You gotta make sure the audio is right. Okay. Yeah. Give me one second. Getting guys. back to that 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 whole thing with the uh, the Kawhi Leonard thing. I I like the fact that he said I don't want to necessarily because they want to be Lakers. Him and Paul George both. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I think Paul George more than anybody wants to beat LeBron because LeBron was just kicking his ass. <laughs> In the East, in the East, okay. You know, when is um Harden and CP3's contracts up? Because I think oh CP3 is CP3. He got three, four years. He got three more years left, I think. Uh, At a hundred something. Because I was thinking that those those two hate each other. So, <laughs> but they got to play with each other. You mean the dudes other. in the State Farm commercial? Yeah. They hate each other. They, they some um, good acting. Harden and CP, they they can't stand each other. So I'm thinking whenever their contract is up, somebody gonna grab at them. Oh, Harden, definitely. But he's not leaving Houston. Harden not going to leave. He's got a better chance CP3. He's going to be too old. Yeah, I think because he's, he's, he's showing he a, a one-year deal. He's showing signs of, like, you know, yeah. I'm done. I just want Melo. I want the Lakers to pick up Melo, and I want my man to go out. You're like a Knicks fan. What do you mean pick no, up Melo? No, I'm not a Knicks <laughs> fan at all. I'm a LeBron <laughs> fan. I'm a LeBron. I'm a Knicks fan so first. You want KD to go to the Knicks? I, no, no, no. I just want, I just okay, want Carmelo to, to go out. In a better situation than he, because right now he's true, like, his well, legacy. They, they just okay. let him go. He wasn't playing last season. Yo, Carmelo yeah. gonna have a Carl Malone yeah. situation. He gonna he go to the Lakers, better. and then he gonna retire or go to the Clippers or somebody retire, and then they gonna win a championship the very next. Hey, season. look, Melo look good on YouTube. <laughs> I seen him shoot. Let him always let him working out. Let him play. Let him play during the season yeah. with his hoodie on. <laughs> they can make us hoodie Melo. But you know the NBA has almost like the ice. So let's get get this right. And it's, it's it's building a better you. There's certain there's a lot of aspects about improving upon yourself that we need to evaluate and reflect. Mm-hmm. So there's you know the mental aspect, mm-hmm. there's the financial health aspect, there's the emotional spiritual aspect. So we want to have have that kind of discussion. The first thing we're going to talk about mental health, right? Because I also feel like mm-hmm. in two situations we're in, we're we're men, we're professional men, and we're black men, and I feel like. We don't talk about mental health enough. It's a, it's a taboo, just like how we don't 
check our, our numbers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mental health is something that people are afraid to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to have the discussion about mental health. I want us to tackle certain things. So, like, you know, what do you feel about mental health in the black community, especially um, as a man? I feel mental health has a lot to do with the support from your friends and family and about, about them telling you the truth about yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel in the black community, a lot of people fluff stuff and tell you what you want to hear, but it's not what you need to hear. Yeah. And I feel that it doesn't it doesn't shine light on the issue that the person may have. If you tell the person what they need to hear, then it makes them think a little bit like, you know what, maybe they're right. And then they start to look at themselves and analyze themselves. But if you fluff somebody and tell them, nah, you good girl, or, or nah, or nah, you good son, blah, 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 you don't got to change, they, they're going to stay exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. I think uh, with mental health, just the um, people that, when people try to talk to people, I feel like, the reaction is too crazy, mm-hmm. right? Say say you having a problem and a girl broke up with you and she broke your heart and you cried. And, you know, the dudes would be like, what? Yeah. That reaction is so crazy yeah. that yeah. it make you not so want to open up. you got to suffer in silence just because you're trying to keep up this image that I'm okay. No, it's mm-hmm. okay to need reflection. It's okay to do self-inventory. Yeah. I feel like in our community... That, that term, oh, he's crazy, right? Like, we, mm-hmm. if someone's struggling to try to figure it out and stuff like that, we label them crazy, we put them in the corner, and we just, like, don't yeah, check on yeah, them yeah. no more. We stop yeah. being friends to them. So we make it a situation where people who struggle with mental health have to isolate themselves and not get, get help. And we have to make it less taboo. What, what it is, specifically, speaking as a black man, and we all black men in here, um, we're always, our foundation is our strength. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've been through so much, mm-hmm. many, many years. Our, our culture, you know, us as individuals even coming up, we've been through so much. We start in the race behind, you know, everyone else. Yeah. And we we pride ourselves on that strength. You know what I mean? Most of the time you say, I'm strong, you know, I'm strong. But admitting that you have a mental illness or something is messing with you is not a sign of weakness. And that's what we got to understand. It's seen as a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that's what makes it difficult for people to open up and say, I'm struggling with this mm-hmm. or, or this ain't right. You know what I mean? Or you got to talk to somebody. Like I, I've talked to a therapist before, mm-hmm. you know, I had issues and I feel like it's always good to get another perspective. Um, I speak to family and friends too, but that's a different response. Like you were saying, <laughs> than if you speak to a professional. But to piggyback on so, what you're saying, right? If, if if we got to treat our mental stability as part of our health overall, right? Because if you have having pain in your body, pain in your ankles, or you're feeling kind of sluggish, you'll go to a doctor with no problem. Mm-hmm. You'll be open to say, yeah, I went to the doctor the other day, my ankle's hurting me, or my blood pressure and stuff like that. Our mental, our, our mind is one of our most powerful organs that we have. Mm-hmm. So why can't we treat our mind the same way? The, a lot of the people we look up to who are professional who are stuff like they seek help all the time yeah. and they talk about it amongst their friends with no problem but that's a different upbringing yeah. see in our community our upbringing was make fun of you if you have a problem yeah. so we have to shut off all these things just to get back to zero mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying like you, when we talk about white people right they yeah. should, but white people they was taught different it wasn't all about your physical strength or how fast you it's can run okay. or be in the best. Tell me yeah. what's wrong. Yeah. It's like, that voice. You can cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We exactly. don't get that voice. We didn't get that you voice. You better dust it off. Yeah. You know. But you Stop gotta understand like like generational, <laughs> like, you know, to really break it down, if you look at like, you know, your grandparents, your grandparents went through a different era, a different situation, 
than we did currently. Mm-hmm. They were told to be, you know, they, they had to be strong in the situations where, you know, something as simple as for the color of their skin, they couldn't do certain things. They were mm-hmm. beat, they were you know, abused, mm-hmm. everything. So they built up such an armor that they bring it into the next generation, but they don't soften it to, to show them it's okay and it becomes to cry. a cycle. And it becomes a constant cycle. You know, the, you know, the fathers, you can't cry, you can't be this, mm-hmm. you can't be that. And it's like, but it's, it's a normal human But reaction. that's why it's our turn. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's our generation turn. We got to take responsibility. Like, mm-hmm. the generations before us, they came here and learned how to speak English and came on boats in all types of different types of ways and made it happen. Mm-hmm. So when I think about just a generation ahead of me, like, you came to this country and learned a language yeah. and succeeded, mm-hmm. uh, y'all did good. Yeah. So now I feel like it's our turn, yeah. and we got to do what we just talking about. And yo, we have to use yo, the One thing I want to say real quick, I just popped in my head. Parents, talk to your kids. Take a, take take time away from your phones. Mm-hmm. Have 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 a you know a, 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 su- a Sunday talk or every evening when you're in the car with your kids. Don't turn the, you know turn the music on and be concerned about that. Talk to your kids. Kids are always out there yearning to be loved yeah. from and, you. And you need to fact. check in, right? Because a lot of times parents take difficult um, conversations. And are hesitant to have them. If yeah. you don't have them with your kids, it's another knucklehead kid who's teaching well, yeah, your kids yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like even even my parents never had the sex conversation with me. Yeah. You know what I had the sex conversation with? My, my best friend, <laughs> other knuckleheads in school and stuff like that. Yeah. You learning all kind of craziness Crazy. from other people who don't know shit either, right? So we just trading trading bad ideas, misinformation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We yeah. got to be able to have. The difficult conversations with our children, one, to help their mental health, two, to help their development, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not raising your kids, the internet or wild rumors Mm -hmm. is raising Mm -hmm. your kids. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. So mental health-wise also, it's just like, you know, why are we, with the resources that we have, knowing that we have the resources, health insurance covers it, things like that, why are we hesitant to go seek professional help? Because it's a... Like we said before, it's a it's it's a it's a taboo thing. You're supposed to toughen up. You're not supposed to, you know, cry. You're supposed to just take it to the chin. You know, we all go through it. You know, my grandfather went through it. You go through it. You know, it's 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 something that's just in our community to where we're not taught to to really dig into our emotions. But yeah. that's the thing you talk about. Like you said, my grandfather went through it. So they talk about how difficult your elders and stuff or say how it was for them in the past. Mm-hmm. So you like, oh, I'm struggling. You know, mentally, something is bothering me mentally and they're like oh I had to do this and I had to do that and you're like I gotta I gotta I gotta be stronger you know what I mean instead of saying I need to address this and figure out how I can you know be better mentally like I just I gotta be stronger you're trying to live up yeah you're trying to live up to them because they didn't do that you know like you said it's a generational thing they didn't do that they wasn't seeking therapy and but but it's a different time and yeah their struggles was serious but the struggles now are serious too. It's just different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We were just talking about that yesterday, me and uh, Phil, about um, how the kids nowadays deal with depression and anxiety. We didn't deal with that growing up, mm-hmm. you know, heavy. You know, we, mm-hmm. it was bullying when it came to your clothes and everything, stuff like that. Yo, mm-hmm. yo, you got no Ralph Lauren, yo, this, this, this. Yeah. But with the kids now is on a different scale. They deal with the, you know, the internet the bullying social media. and all this other stuff. And that's something to where. Your child could be going through something like that, and if you don't have that dialogue to tell the child, look, you're like you're special, you're you know you're you're amazing to have them able to vent to you and everything. That it's gonna eat yeah. that child up. My daughter got bullied <laughs> on social media, really, on like Snapchat. 
Yeah. Some 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 girls they they did something they had a pillow and they wrote her name on the pillow and the girl was beating on the pillow. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to go up to that school and strangle one of these little kids. You, what was your reaction? Yeah, you like know, the first one. But I had to stay one. calm and collected. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And they wasn't going to do that because my daughter, is, she's very tall for her age. She's like yeah. one of the tallest kids in her school. Yeah. But, you know, it affects her. She's she's 12 years old now. Mm. And, and dealing with that. Um, so I was like, yo, I can't go up there. I'm going to one of these kids. But you got to take it as a mentality thing. You got to look at it to where, and, and, and I know it's hard as a parent to you know think that way, but you got to look at at whatever age those kids are they don't understand the you know the major picture of everything mm -hmm. as far as even support they're like well that's my black sister I shouldn't be being that way with her mm -hmm. it's not taught mm -hmm. it's yeah. not taught in the, in, in, in the black community kids would be kids another thing you said something good about like you know having the discussion with the kids and letting them know how important stuff like I always tell people like yo you have to build your kids up. Mm -hmm. White kids grow up with the mentality that they can do anything. But they have nothing they to break them down. Exactly. We come out of our house and have so many things against us. Mm -hmm. Who's building us up? Who's charging our battery? It has to be come from within our home. Yeah. But a lot of times, parents think that if I'm strict enough, I'm going to keep them out of jail. Or if I'm going to keep my girl from, like, you know, my daughter from being a hoe or a stripper or whatever and stuff like that. But tough love has to be balanced out with positive reinforcement, right? Yeah. Because it's all that tough love we give kids and stuff like that, I'm going to make them tough, I'm going to make them strong. You make them angry. Yeah. And, and, and when you angry and you operate in this world angry, you wind up in bad places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's funny you said that about the um, being tough on your daughter and everything. It's funny how we, we could all probably attest that we experienced this to where the girl that was held down the most by her parents she can't go nowhere she, she, she was the out. biggest the, the, you know the biggest whole probably in school or whatever <laughs> when they go to way, college you know, or they go away forget yeah, about yeah. it you gotta you gotta yeah. give them a long leash to where you have the communication started off at an early age if you know once your kid starts you know um you know like probably getting the six go go for walks with them hey come on let's go out make up your bed do what you gotta do come on let's take a walk mm -hmm. and talk to them <clears throat> Yeah. Talk to them. And, and talk to them like they're an adult. Yeah. Don't talk to because them like Because there's a, a thin line between being your kid's friend and then listening to your kid, right? Because that's one thing I do take about, you know, I, I don't want to say the white culture, but other cultures when they try to negotiate with, with their kids and, and be too friendly. <laughs> yeah, nah. I treat kids like terrorists. I don't negotiate with terrorists, <laughs> right? I give you guidance. I'll give you rules and stuff like that. But at the same time, there still has to be a, a authority, you mm -hmm. know? But we have to learn how to balance that, right? Because another thing that's crazy about mental health is, and surprisingly, even in the black community, a lot of kids are committing suicide over the bullying and stuff like that. Yeah. Things, things like, to me, on the top level, I'm like, yo, why, why are they committing suicide over bullying? I've been fat all my life. I've heard everything. Mm -hmm. But it made me iron sharpen iron. They it just made of, me have jokes. They're kind of weak. But, but a lot of these kids don't develop that personality kind of thing. So, like, what can we do to help the kids balance Well, I, that was, uh, suicide was an option. My mama said, I wish you would try to kill yourself. I'll kill you. <laughs> so, it's like, wait, if I kill myself, how are you going to kill me? But I'm scared anyway. <laughs> so, I mean... I don't know necessarily how you, because there is no handbook or blueprint to being a parent. That's for sure. Um, I think you have to know your child. And like you said, you have to speak with them. Mm -hmm. You have to give them a certain kind of attention. For me, it's a little more difficult because I have 
four children. Mm -hmm. So I have to give them each individual attention as well as as a group. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I try to do it. And with my daughters who are older, um, I'm more focused on speaking to them and just seeing how they are dealing with things, you know, because they're getting up there in age and they're dealing with more, um, I don't want to say more troublesome stuff, but girls in general deal with, I think, things that um, are tougher than us as boys and things tend to roll off our backs more than, than females. Like, they, they're worried about everything when they, you know, go out. Side. You know what's scary for me? Like, I don't have any children. I have a lot. I have more nieces than I only have one nephew. Mm -hmm. But what's scary to me is that how mentally tough young women have to be. They're like, like the dudes out here. Like, you know, a young boy, I feel like a, a boy is allowed to be a boy for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could be nerdy, 15, 16 years old, into your video games and stuff like that. But as soon as a girl hits 12, starts to develop and stuff like that, she's already prey for a lot of these men out there who's just looking yeah. to pick them off. Like, young girls got to grow up so fast. And it's scary for me, right? Because it's just like one minute, you know, she's a little girl playing with dolls. The next minute is just like, you know, she starts to develop and stuff she's like that. She's a target. And yeah. she's a target. She becomes a target very quickly. And I think. And, and if they don't have a strong male figure in their life, it's a wrap. Yeah, that male figure is important. And I think, um, I just, when I was coming up, we had like something called like a television diet, right? We didn't call it that, but you can only watch TV but for so long mm -hmm. or play video games but for so long for yeah. my dukes or pops snatch you up like, yo, come on, that's enough. Yeah. We need to have the same thing with the social media. We need to and have the the internet diets. And yeah, the phone diets. Yeah. We just need to modernize that diet because if you on this, if you are getting bullied or you anything like that and you're getting bullied in school, then you're getting bullied on the block and then you come home and you're yeah. on your social media, and you're getting bullied. That's too much. So that could lead to the suicidal thoughts yeah. because there's no break. So that, that diet has to come into play at some point, right, with the Internet. Yeah. So. Another thing I noticed what you said, uh, as they get older, they become prey for the outside. I look at it as for the, the young girls. They become prey for, for the family. I noticed in certain cultures, for example, mm. the Caribbean culture, to where you'll see the daughter – washing dishes and doing laundry and her brother's 15, 16 and she's 12, 13. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Like Cuz the domesticated that, mentality that it's a woman's role to do these things so she got to learn mm -hmm. that early while the boy gets to explore and learn and do, to be, and be other and, things. And in some cases be the fuck up of the family. Yeah. Because he <laughs> had so much freedom to do to do this and meanwhile the daughter is has structure. She got masters and everything, and then the son's still. You know, That's why the black know, I, I, the black woman is the most successful of every ethnicity. Like what did they say? The most educated. The most educated. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, it's focused, and you know, it's just it's so much that the black woman goes through, and you know, nobody's stronger. Nobody's stronger, and and it's the funny thing about it. A lot of black women feel like we've abandoned them, like you know. We treat them as secondary, which it's not true, but, you know, it's not, I don't feel it's true, but a lot of black women say that. Like, I've had, I'm married to a Puerto Rican woman. I've had conversations with black women, and I'm supporting them, and this is like, no. I, they said I lost my privilege to, to opine on certain things because I didn't marry a black woman. No, no that's not that. how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it goes. But I, I tell you this because, and, and it's crazy, right, because these are people that I rocked with. I'm talking about, I know 20-something years. 
And if I say anything, it's just like, nah, you don't get to say that because you didn't marry a black woman. Like, I lost some kind of car, right? <laughs> Which is cool. And I, 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 I notice in that statement the pain that they feel, right? Because they feel like, you know what? Not that I'm this catch or whatever, but it's just like, you know what? They see me as a good black man, and I, I, I didn't snatch someone that looked like them up. And they feel like... Well, they didn't snatch you. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the right. other side of the coin. Yeah. But, yeah, I, but I black women, a lot of times, feel secondary as far as what beauty is and stuff like that. And that's a mental health thing, too, right? Because we don't... I'm not going to say we, like, people in the room, but just society enough doesn't make that black girl feel pretty. I, well, yeah, I agree with that. Just like with the whole um, uh, uh, Ariel... Um, Yes, the mermaid. Mer- the mermaid, mermaid situation. Mermaid going on for years, we've always had white people to look up to mm-hmm. and everything, so you kind of lose value in yourself, you know, because you don't see other people that look like you. The only time we saw it was Cosby Show, Family Matters, certain things. Another thing, and this isn't to knock black women in any way, I understand the reason Uh-oh. why it comes off <laughs> this way, but sometimes, um, sometimes it's a lot of source that they may have in situations to where it shouldn't be like emotionally they hold like they take on so much mm-hmm. and i understand and sometimes we as blacks don't know how to communicate they may communicate in a certain way because of the emotion of everything that they've carried their whole life and for us men we don't want to deal with it because of the things that we've carried our whole life so when nobody's they come in a certain way it's rah 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 and then we're like Rah rah rah, and 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 no, and nobody hears anybody, and and it dies out. And some men, in certain fields, like you'll see athletes with sometimes white women. I feel it's two things. Um, they communicate differently, not justifying anything, saying it's right, and also within that field that they're in. How many black women are within that field? Mm-hmm. Once you get to a certain level, the color lightens up a lot. But I think there's a like a systemic disconnect, dissonance, whatever you want to call it, right? Some. When back in the day, the slave master used to emasculate the black man in front of the woman so the woman stopped stopped respecting the black man. Mm -hmm. So there's a systemic thing growing. And then it came to the point where it's like a black woman at the time might want to hear that you got a job rather than started a company, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. you say, hey, I started a company. It's like, yeah, whatever. I got a job working for this white man. Oh, he got a job. Calvin got a job. You know? so it was like, yeah, yeah. So it was like, so that happened. So that happened right there. Then there's a double whammy, right? Because the black man just shitted on the black woman. And even the Spanish woman. You know, just when the hip-hop people became popular. How is that? What do you mean? All I, I'm telling you, man, because when, when you heard them just mm-hmm. calling them hoes and bitches, uh-huh. growing up, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to say, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, 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 I've got some hoes over here. These are princesses and queens. Yeah. But we, from hip-hop, you know, at a certain standpoint, you know, in the 90s, coming into the 2000s, all we said was hoes and bitches. Mm-hmm. And, we, and it was I, cool. Hold on. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But then I will go back to this. People will treat you how they see you treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I know a bunch of women who, how do they talk to each other? Oh yeah, that's my bitch. Oh, nah, 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 nah. That's true. That's my. That's you know true. what I'm saying? So wait, that's your bitch. Yeah, but that's your bitch. I don't think. But, it's, it's, but don't let me call you a bitch. Yeah, but I don't think know? it's it's even. I don't think it's, it's not as even. much women who, who interact that way as as the way we leverage it onto women. And you got to think about how much at the time in the '90s the the music was the beat of a drum, a certain theme. Mm-hmm. You know, you had uh, uh, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, Chronic, all that. It was a certain 
drum beat with it all the time, all the time. And it built the black community to, to, to you know, it's, it's like if I let you listen to love music every day for a year, you're going to be the most lovable dude, you know, after the year. If I let you listen to trap music all day, you're going to want to trap. trap. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, you're listening to it all the time, all the time. Of course, it's going to be nothing to be like, yeah, bitch. So we're, 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 we're being we got to stop letting we're, the music we're, 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 yeah, raise us. being programmed. But it is, it is. The, the it music raises us because we was the taught that it was better to have us. two or three women Rather than to yeah. marry one woman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it was cooler to have two or three of them. So you shitting on that black woman or that Spanish woman because they were big in hip hop too. Yeah. yeah. So now they got so much that they so once they see you, you starting from a negative again, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I get it. And then it's like he said, we ain't even trying to deal with it. We like, yo, what you got an attitude for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the attitude is the systemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's just yeah. it's, it's it's purposely done. You you know like like I want everybody to know like it's purpose. Purposely done on its own. Yeah, that purpose. knowledge of self music is not hitting the radio mm-hmm. for a reason. It's, it's like hitting that. it to keep, exactly. you know, to keep that's that. Another, that's a whole other thing right there. And, and, and we, we, we make it as a community like, oh, that's that conscious, right? Like we put a, a negative, <laughs> negative point yeah, on like, like, <laughs> All right, so I want to move on to financial health, right? Because I also feel like we have to also consider our financial health. What are we working on? Correct. You know, what can we improve? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So let's discuss financial health. Like, what do you think? 2019 people out there should be doing what are healthy financial health habits um, yeah. um i would say to definitely reevaluate your goals um personally and financially every three to six months you know check in dub- double check the numbers you know um check your interest rates on your cards which mm-hmm. people you know you can call up and ask them to drop your interest rate mm-hmm. and they they will do it you know if you don't have the lowest um uh, uh apr um just to just to be aware of those things, like we discussed earlier, money is like you know it's it's taboo in the, you know in the black community. I've yeah. watched um, families lose houses over stupidness to where you know the grandmother buy a house for the family, and, but never talk about money, never talk about what it took them the taxes and mm-hmm. simple things. And I watched a family lose a house to some investor you know of you know certain culture coming in. Hey, I give you two hundred thousand cash and a lack mm-hmm. of knowledge. It's just like go you sitting on a half a million worth of home or six hundred thousand worth of home, and but you taking two hundred thousand. But that I've never seen two hundred thousand before in my life, yeah. and you snatch it up and you don't, you lose long term of it. Don't be scared of money. Check everything. Check your credit. Check your you know your finances and everything. Always be aware of those things. Don't wait till it gets to a point where you have to you know make a move and then you're like oh my credit shot. Or, and or especially this. when we have these free credit karma and certain things where it's mm-hmm. free service that you can constantly check. Don't Check do your oh, score. don't don't do credit karma. Credit karma is it shows your Vantage score, it's not your FICO score. It always mm. comes up higher. Sign up with Experian.com. It's like twenty four dollars a month, I think, and you're getting your actual experience. They even got a free one, Experian. Oh, you, do you can only see Experian, but it's at yeah. least you see one. Because mine is three ninety nine. Yeah. So so t- what what is so um. Experience, you could just sign up and check that. But I think as a whole, like you're saying, the mental picture. Look at your portfolio. Let's talk about big dogs. Let's talk about houses and cars, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's two. Th- you know, I just helped somebody who just came to me, and he had to put eight grand down on an apartment, and I was like, you on know, an apartment? Yeah, well, yeah. It's I said crazy to move in. First, last. Yeah, security. he had to put first, last security, and then some type of fee. Mm-hmm. They charged. It was yeah. an apartment fee. Yeah, the fee sometimes one month rent. It's it's crazy. He yeah. spent eight thousand. I said, brother, I'll get you a house for that. And he took me up on it. He said, all right, let's do it. I already did that, but get me out. I couldn't get him out the contract, but I said, let's start working on the house. Turns out, he was a veteran, so a VA loan, you can actually do zero down. 
right? So yeah, it's all knowing knowledge. We need to talk. Yes, yeah. we do. We do. <laughs> That's important because mm-hmm. now you can go zero down. Mm-hmm. So now you can literally move into a house for cheaper than an apartment. Yes. But you have to just be conscious of these things. All my friends that live in the city, their rent is more than my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All of my friends who who have like a one bedroom, two bedroom that live yeah. in the city, like and you, their mm-hmm. rent is more than my mortgage. And they're gaining no equity in anything. I learned a little bit about real estate. Well, I learned most of what I know about real estate, uh, which is not much. But when I was living upstate, mm-hmm. I was what part of upstate? Orange County, Hudson Valley area, okay, Ulster uh, County. Poughkeepsie. I went to Utica College. New- yeah, okay, yeah, I was up there. Okay. Yeah, 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 I was all over the um, Hudson like, Valley area. Like Newburgh, Newburgh is popping for investments. Yeah, yeah. Newburgh is popping. Yeah, he been up yeah. and down Newburgh. Newburgh, the city. City. It's like Harlem in the eighties, yep. you know. Yo, I've, I've been yes. talking about Newburgh like two, three years. So yeah, that's what um I learned like and the value of it, and there's so much more you get for your buck up there than mm-hmm. down here. Yeah, you yeah. get land. Yeah, up here, yeah. down here, you get a property. Yeah, you don't even own the backyard, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely don't own the sidewalk. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like. I learned a lot about that and um, the way I know I had a coworker of mine who was a young kid, but he was investing in real estate and mm-hmm. you know he had his struggles, but he was seeing a good buck because he was getting tenants and stuff. And it's it's difficult when you're dealing with tenants mm-hmm. if you. But he he had bought like two properties within like I think like maybe fourteen months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and yo, we work at the same keep, job. Keep- How are you doing this? Yeah, <laughs> and, and then another thing we need to also, as a people, realize, and I probably sound hypocritical because we see more gold chains and stuff like that, but we have to understand that it's okay to live below your means. Yeah, it's actually a cool thing because mm-hmm. if the people you admire, like don't look, don't look at hip hop. Hip hop is one of those false, false it's image things. It's a facade. Just think about the the Warren Buffetts, the Bill Gates, and stuff like that. If you didn't know them, the even Jeff Bezos, if you didn't know them by, you know, their stature in society, and you see them and you're around them, it's just like yo, yeah, they're simple. They, they they're not buying you know gold carrot lobster tail type crazy shit that we would do. Yeah. Like, it's okay to live with your needs. When you get a pay bump, that don't mean that your lifestyle needs to change. Mm. A lot of times, oh shit, my I'm about to get. A dollar, dollar fifty pay per hour increase, and then for some reason we decide we could afford something that's like ten dollars more than what we make an hour. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We have to learn to be like, yo, it's okay to live within a certain mean. Like, well, I call it keeping up with the Joneses, of course, but it's mm-hmm. also keeping up with love and hip hop. Yeah, that's what everybody's watching and they're trying to keep up with love and hip hop. One, so. one thing that uh, me and my wife has done it, then you know, at, at times I used to. When I was younger in my marriage, I used to be bothered, but now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. We live a lifestyle where we c- we're gonna be good on one income. So when we have two, it makes us in a better place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm That's saying? Good. A lot of people don't. A lot of people be like, okay, together we make two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand. We gonna ball out. Mm-hmm. But if you live like together, we make one hundred thousand. Then it gives you flexibility. But a lot of times, people we just want instant gratification. Yeah. We talk the hustle and grind. Mm-hmm. But we don't do the actions of the yeah, hustle and grind, yeah. the delayed gratification, and it, and that got to be part of our financial health. We got to sit there, have difficult, have difficult conversations with your spouse, like yo, I'm struggling because of this, that, and the other. 
What can we do as a team to get by? A lot of times in relationships with financial health, it's two people competing against each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We live in the same house, but we're yeah. competing against each other. Yeah. What sense does that make? That make no sense. A lot of times we realize, like, yo, we spent years kind of like going back and forth trying to shine and shit, and we, we throwing away money that could have been setting us up to make us retire early and stuff like that. A lot of times we don't think about retirement to like, it's like, Damn, I retire in five years. What the hell have I been doing in my, with my life? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Another, another thing I realize we do is we don't give our kids a head start. Um, white don't. America does it all day when, you know, a black child turns 18. Oh, you got to get out the house. Yeah. And now you're putting them in a situation where you're throwing them out to the wolves. You know, you know, yeah. you know, it's white kids where they got $100,000 jobs and living with their parents yeah. all the way to their late 20s, building up so they can buy their first house. Yeah. And the parents will take equity out of their house to help them get their house, and yep. that's how they build the no, wealth. That, a lot of these kids don't have student loans. That's that's another thing I feel. This is just a personal opinion of mine. School is only a requirement if you're going for specific things. If you're going to do business, you know, you don't need that. If you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, mm-hmm. yes, college is, is warranted. You're putting yourself in a position to where you're getting a piece of paper that you've paid forty, fifty thousand for that can be altered at any time to be worthless based on what. They decide to do with that field. Mm-hmm. So if you take that same fifty, sixty thousand, decide to start your own business, no one can ever alter that. You know, unless it's you know. Let me let strong. me speak to um, which I was talking about giving our kids a head start. And and one of the things that I struggled with, my mind state when I was younger, and I so regret this. But um, when we graduated from high school, or whatever, one of the big things was I wanted to go away to school because I didn't want to be at home anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wanted to get out the house. Um, I think how you allow your kids to live in the home, making them feel comfortable, is uh, it's going to influence their decision going forward. And I had a good situation. I, it was great. I was living with my grandparents, mm-hmm. and I was good. But I didn't want to answer to anybody. So I was like, I want to leave. I want to be out on my own. Did they tell you to stay? Huh? Did they tell you to no, stay? No, they didn't tell me to stay. <laughs> they didn't tell me to stay. But I'm sure they would have allowed me to. Definitely, as long as I wanted. But I wanted to go. And that was my, not going to say my downfall, but when I think about it in hindsight, I would have been better off staying Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting everything in order, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, being to be financially secure when I did decide to leave instead of just saying, I don't want to be here. And I think that's what happens to a lot of the youth. They're like, I just, I don't want to be in my parents' house anymore. I want to go out there and live my life, you know. One thing my mother did, it was a story. Was ever since I was about five, six years old, she said, when you turn 18, you're out the house. She told me this from five, six, five, six years old all the way to 18. And, and we're the only culture that does but I'm that. Tell you, but, <laughs> but this is the thing. She did it to make me stronger within that time frame. My 18th birthday came. I came out the room. I was crying. I was like, yo, you're going to kick me out. And she was like, happy birthday. Yeah, they, they were all happy. And I'm like, yo, you're going to kick me out. yo. Like, She's like, no, nah, I'm not going to kick you out. She's like, I did that. So for the time frame... That you in high school and, and, and elementary, you won't goof around because you know it's a clock. Mm. It's a clock ticking. Yeah. So she said, Well, you're either going to go to work or you're going to go to school, but you're not going to sit in this house and do nothing. Yeah. And I went to school, started working for the fire department, and everything, but she put the line, you know, there and not saying you have to pull the trigger, you know, to say, Yo, once you cross that line, I'm pull the trigger. Just put them on it's notice. It's to where to put them on notice to make them think that the clock is ticking, but you're still going to help them. Another thing about financial health is, especially when you have children, teach your kids the difference between an asset and a liability. Teach your kids to start thinking about 
Teach your kids to more be entrepreneurs and business-like mentality than just training your kids to be the next working cog for another system, Correct. right? Correct. Like you, you said it earlier, with with with, and and this is not a shit on black women, so don't don't take it that way. But like how you can meet a black woman, and if you tell her, oh, I, I got a company, she's just like, hmm, he's another dreamer. Yeah. But oh, I work for J.P. Morgan Chase or something like that. It's like oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But the thing about it is, if we don't ke- teach our kids the game plan of a financial game plan like what do you want to do and stuff like that like how do we have the kids start saving towards things we we don't have that mentality like we said we pass a lot our culture we pass liabilities on to our kids instead of passing on like you know a, a foot a foot towards being productive you know what i'm saying we yeah. got to have those conversations yeah. to the story what Corey was talking about with the you know getting kicked out of the house and stuff i saw this i think i think it was on social media or whatever but this kid um, his parents made him pay rent, right? Mm-hmm. From when he was whatever age. They made him pay rent, say, for like five, six, seven years, right? And then he started to look to buy his own home or mm-hmm. buy a place. And what they did for him as a gift, all that rent that he was paying them, they gave it back to him. Yeah. Always take awesome. down money. payment. Always what, take what? money from your kids <laughs> because your kids will have to pay somebody. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> so they might as well so pay get you, them right? in the routine of understanding that their money isn't their money. Even yeah. if they're working at uh, McDonald's and they're 16, take something yeah. from them to get them in the routine of that. You know, you this money isn't something. always yours. It's yeah. not going to be yeah. the way you are. I'm going to go get your whole check is not that, your that's check. Exactly. What, what was the culture of that? Um, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember what the culture no, was. No, because, yeah. like I said, you know, we, we scare. We scare our kids instead of like build them up, kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like you know, not 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 to knock what your mom said. Like you know, mm-hmm. we're gonna kick you out eighteen stuff like that. I I, I get you know establishing that that what's the name, but I, I also feel like we need to have that conversation. Okay, like you're about to be eighteen. What are we gonna do? How are you gonna like? We need to have those conversations you start that early. Because my mother asked me that in high school from ninth grade all the way up. So what do you do every year? I don't know. Every year I don't know. And I was graduating. And then yeah. she started having me put in for civil services, track worker, um, fire department. That's how I started with the fire department. I became a fire cadet. Mm-hmm. Another thing I wanted to say is that um, what's the goal? The goal is do you work 30, 40 years to make $7,000 a month or is the goal to get to $7,000 a month as fast as possible consistently? Mm-hmm. It doesn't take 30 years to make seven thousand dollars a month as far as as far as your pension is social security mm-hmm. so the goal is to get to the seven thousand dollars first consistently whether it's property and you get a ton of property income. and now you're making seven thousand dollars a month consistently you're done you can retire but the, it's like yeah. the the parents is going to what y'all talking about i feel like the parents have to be aware of these things mm-hmm. to help their kids yeah. it's like i can't help you if i can't help uh-huh. me mm-hmm. yeah you feel me mm-hmm. so it's like y'all was told my girl started talking about yesterday like you know some information that got passed to her Stop going to these private schools that cost 30, 40 grand a year. When you mm-hmm. can go to a SUNY, that costs five, 10 grand a year. And then, unless you're going to Harvard, okay. But if you're <laughs> yeah, going to. I'll take it one step further yeah. from what you're saying. And I, I hate to, to sound mean. Don't go to Harvard and study sociology mm-hmm. and have a quarter million dollar worth of debt to make the same $40,000 coming out of school exactly. that's someone who went that's to it. SUNY Albany. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to... That's yeah. another thing we got to... Yeah, yeah. The course of education and the long, long-term long of it, right? I know so many people, smart kids, 
went to these good schools. Like even me, I went I went to SUNY Buffalo. SUNY Buffalo is a good school, not not Harvard and stuff like that. But I'm working alongside some people who went to Harvard and Princeton and were making the same money at the same places. And that's but, okay. and I don't have the de- like they have houses of debt alone. Exactly. And exactly. But it's we branding. Think of the long term. You got to remember, colleges is also a branding thing. They're branding you just like designers brand you, Louis Vuitton and and, and, and Chanel and all them. Mm. Colleges brand you to believe that this Harvard degree, this Yale degree, unless you're going for specific things, it matters. But that is a degree from the University of Phoenix. (laughs) If you're going for art or or sociology, (laughs) unless unless you're going to be, you know, deep in sociology, it doesn't. It doesn't hold any weight. Well, that's because we're scared to make decisions as individuals. We we like making decisions as a whole. Yeah. We know this school is good, so I'm gonna go here. But this school isn't good for you. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. If yeah. you realize, do self intake. Who am I? What am I doing? This school works for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. and then I watch our community, so cars for ten years, come in, not have any credit sometimes, and be like, well, my credit's good because I don't have any. And no, I mean, that's, that's not worse. how it works. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not how none of this works. Worse than have, bad credit. No, yeah, man. so There's we have no to have credit. that conversation. But that. then I feel bad when, you know, for the people that, good people trying to do good things, they come in with these student loans and their credits are four or 500 scores. And it's all these student loans. Because the default, that are, they, they have no other it, credit. They, they yeah. never took a, a PC Richard card and Wild Out or Macy's card. Yeah. It's just that student loan. So they were set up. That's what yeah. I'm telling you. And it starts. You got to connect the dots. Especially when you went to this big ass school. And then you couldn't find a job within six months. Then the loans start coming in. The mm-hmm. loans piled in. And now when you come to me with that credit, I'm allowed to hit you for 24% interest. It's not even in my best because the bank gets paid. And that's predatory, but that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the, the that's why I say you got to connect the dots. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know that from setting them up, from going to that school, they're going to come out, have that bad credit, pay that big interest for that car, can't get that house because the credit ain't all there. Mm-hmm. And now by the time they got to wait till they're 40, now they produce as the older you get, the less you you don't produce at a higher rate anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why I say we got to connect the dots when they're a kid from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last component of being a better you is mm-hmm. now the emotional emotional spiritual health. I want us to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. especially you know as black men, like you was talking about earlier, how so we're so reluctant to share our emotions and our feelings. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you. Saying emotion sometimes in the circle of black men is almost a curse word. Mm-hmm. That's a you know that's an saying? insult. You're emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you in your feelings. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, never yeah, in my yeah. feelings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or even the mentality that we're taught. Like monogamy is another curse yeah. word, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Finding yeah. that one. Whoa, whoa. That's not a curse word. This is just a life choice. But I, I'm just, I, you know, yeah, I, I hear you. That's a smooth that, answer. But I'm just saying, America right? we didn't has grow up. Conditioned us we didn't grow up. Right, mm-hmm. like it, the dude who had it, one girlfriend and only had one girlfriend. That wasn't the dude people on the block looked up to. Mm-hmm. It was the dude in and out of every girl's house. Like, yo, that's the dude who I want to be. But you got to think about that drum that was beating in the background that I discussed before. The music mm-hmm. is beating the drum, just like back back in the day. Nobody wanted to be a drug dealer. It was it was taboo to say in, in you know in rap songs like yo you know you know hustle or whatever not nah, no no nobody said that now everybody says it yeah it's, it's it's cool now now I mean I listen to the songs is like yo we still got a ton of crackheads out here like eighty six well, so, <laughs> so it's like everyone talks about it like like yo like we back in eighty six eighty seven mm-hmm, when yeah. I'm like it's two thousand nineteen like well now it's oh, cool to be a user <laughs> so yeah. everybody's yeah. users so it's yeah that weird. that so. that is the the trend. In, in our society that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool to be a pill head. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. To, cool. Like, growing up, 
I, I guess I'm gonna sound oh, but growing up, like yo, the crackhead, the pillhead, that was the weak dude. Yeah. That was the dude we clown. Now that's the life of the party. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. who everybody wants to be cool with. This is just like they want to be the user. Yeah. Yeah. And, and part that just of it, shows the influence of the, these songs and how people get conditioned to hearing that and then they're like they follow it. Have you guys I know talk something it's, about being on Adderall or Zanny, popping these Zannies and stuff like well, that. Like it's a cool yeah. thing. It goes back to what he said. That's kind of the program. So yeah. now you start looking deeper like, hey, what's going on? Why are these record labels going after these certain people? Because mm-hmm. yeah. they control the whole industry and the atmosphere. They control the energy. They, they're feeding them up. We, we got the energy, the but they're controlling it. If you can control <laughs> the music, you can control the minds of people. Mm-hmm. If you control the music. And that's why, and most, that's why most of the industries a, aren't owned by us. On a I tangent, mean, that's why they, they're paying these entertainers and also these, these you know, artists, uh, um, athletes and stuff like that, right? Because you had the spotlight on you, mm-hmm. but we don't. They don't necessarily pick them to use their platform in a way that builds others. It's, it's zombies. Mm-hmm. They use them to create zombies. Mm-hmm. The teacher should be the most highest paid profession. But it's not. But it's not, and there's a reason to that. Like that they don't people, value the. They don't value that the education. We need we, you we, to turn out we, more consumers. We more talk about addicts. the importance of educations, yet the educators are not. Put, they're, they're not, not paid. compensated. Like, the it's that, that important. If it's that important, let's pay them as such. But it's not right? the pay; it's the structure. You can pay them a hundred thousand a year. The structure of the school system is still boxed in. You still have a curriculum that you're only allowed to teach them. It's just mm. like in history; you only allowed to talk about World War One, World War Two, and everything. We don't go back to slavery Civil and everything War, else, and and in the Jim Crow era. We keep you in this box right here. So you can pay them all you want; they're still controlling the system. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No matter That's what. a fact. The so, 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 so it's something that to where a lot of things, especially for our community, we're controlled in so many ways, and we forgot how much power we have. And I think we don't think back to you know. Yeah, people the, the think 60s we free. Seventies. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated Independence Day. Independence Day for us is nothing but a barbecue and a day off. Yeah, you no, know, it ain't about freedom. This it's is not a, about freedom. I don't know. I don't know. This is a tangent, but let's, I don't know if it's because of who's in office. But this was the first Independence Day that I wasn't like. I usually patriotic and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, I don't feel that happy being an American citizen anymore. Well, there's there's Mm. right now there's a link between patriotism and um, racism. It's almost like if you're very patriotic, you're racist. Mm. So we Mm. there's something going on ever since. The mm. new president came in. It's office. a divide. It's a division it's where it's like now if I'm, you know, you used to see us walking around with American flags on, American jerseys on. You notice that toned down a lot. Big time. Oh, yeah. Like to, to be honest with you, even even the visuals, I yeah. saw some black people in like American flag bathing suits and stuff like that. And for the first time, I was just like, why are you celebrating that? It's yeah, sad, yeah, right? That's because I all so I know, I was right born now. here. This is all I know. But I just, I just don't feel like. Being a black citizen, I'm treated like a regular citizen. Don't I don't have that patriotism, pa- being, that being patriotic. No. The only thing that changed is social media. You look at the, the 60s, 70s, what changed? Nothing. We're still treated exactly the same, but people were patriotic then. The only reason why people aren't, pa- well, well, blacks aren't patriotic now is because now there's a, there's a, there's a social media push to show you. Look at what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Look at what's happening to you. And now it's like, oh, this country is, you know. Like, so it's right. not because we're more aware. That, that's what I'm saying. You're more, more aware due to the social media. Yeah. But but 
you know, I don't see any reason why we should be patriotic. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you, mm-hmm. right? It's twofold. We're, we're more knowledgeable about real history, right? Because we were spoon-fed a certain history that like Christopher Columbus was this great dude and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And now, all these racist statues with people we had, we used to think these were people to look up to, and then you realize they're not. But the second thing I think, and I'm going to speak from my own perspective, is the disappointment of, like, man, you think we've come... You, theoretically, we've come so far, but shit hasn't changed. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's just like, damn. Like... I get it. My, my my parents, when they were younger, pe- they would get beat up for being in a certain neighborhood because of their skin tone. And and now you get shot really quicker being, for being a certain skin tone. You're, you're automatically a victim. You're automatically, a, not a victim, but you're automatically a threat Suspect. for being in certain cir- circumstances and stuff like that. And you think, man, there's so many black millionaires, there's billionaires, we've done this, we've done that. It's, you think you should be seen in a certain light, light but and you're respected not. on a different level because of your, well, not a, your your culture stature and the advance of you we have made as a culture, you know, and the time that has passed, and you feel like, oh, you know, I should be looked at differently, but then there's some who they look at you the same. They but that's what's disappointing. It's because we don't demand the respect. If you look at it to where other it, look look at culturally. They can't pull that stuff with the Jews. Jew, the Jews would shut everything down. But the they Jews can't pull are still, with, still white skin. But 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 it's but not even that. It's the unity but between. It's the learned. unity within them. That's what it is. We we haven't learned. It's the it's unity. Like we'll, we'll want the country to respect us, but we won't respect. unify and move yes. as a unit together exactly. to, make, to make a change just just for us. That's yeah. why they respect them so much. That way, they respect them so much is because they move as a unit. There's not the divisiveness that we have in our community, mm-hmm. you know. Because if you see holes, you're going to attack those holes. Mm-hmm. It's a crap in the barrel you can't. mentality. Everything is cool until I'm looking at you eye to eye. Once, once you got to look up at me, yo, fuck him, yo. Yeah. Well, my yo, thing is, why is everybody? Like, it's, it's it's us, you know. Yeah, it's don't, us. don't get me wrong. There's injustice on the other side that comes to us. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But there's also you come to our neighborhoods. The Asians got the nail salon and the liquor store. Mm-hmm. They got the Chinese food store. The, the Arabs got the deli. Chicken spot. The, the chicken gas spot. station. You know, the white people got the franchise, CVS, or mm-hmm. the corporate, you know. The and, Walgreens. And we all just breaking bread with them, not even thinking about We're it. We're economic what we zombies. Yeah. We're economic zombies. And we spend, what is it, a trillion a year? Yeah. Something yo, look, crazy. Yo, I look forgot. at how much free, free, free advertisement the black community gives to everybody. You listen to every rap song they talking about. You know, Rolls Royce yeah. talking about Gucci. Half the name brands I know only because of rap. They not yeah. even paying. not because I grew up they being able to buy it or going to those stores. I know it yeah. because of they hip-hop. not even paying you for it. And what does it do? It's just brainwashing your own community. Then they turn to, around to put, and make the coolest monkey in the jungle shit. Right <laughs> after we big up all these brands, so we're coming to the end of the show. I want everyone to say, okay, you know, there's six months left in the year. Give us what you're gonna work on for the rest of the year, and then we're gonna end the show. Um, for myself personally, um, it's just working on uh, understanding my own emotions and, and, and being truthful with myself. I feel we aren't honest with ourselves in a lot of ways. We all know our flaws. We all throw them on the back of the stove like, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. You know, you got to you gotta try to tackle it as soon as possible within, you know, the next six months okay. and, 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 and try to really make a change. I want to work on a lot of independence, like um, – I want to see my vices and I want to make sure that I'm independently moving as a thinker as well. So 
to be honest, I haven't drank in like six months. You know, because I was like, yo, I'm drinking too much. Yeah. So I just dropped it. And then independently thinking, like I don't need to have this chain on or this watch on. You know what? I don't need this name brand car to uh, basically say I'm this person. I'm okay yeah. with me. Independently, I'm working on that thinking. And then I'm also working on just moving independently as a whole where mm-hmm. I don't need so many things to generate income. Mm-hmm. I don't need so many people in the room to generate income. Mm-hmm. So those, it's like three things for me. That's just what about mm-hmm. you? Um, I'm just going to start to work smarter. And hard. hard. I mean, I'm always gonna work hard because yeah. it's just in me to work hard. But I have to work hard towards um, the things that I f- I find the most value in, mm-hmm. and not necessarily the things that just uh, pay the most, but or pay the quickest rather. Because I think uh, that's the issue that we didn't mm-hmm. touch on. But we, you know, we we more about that quick dollar than mm-hmm. that. You know, long term. Yes, that's so. a big deal. I like what you said. What you find value in. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because. That's a big deal. Um, I think you get more of a reward out of that than any monetary value, you know. Correct. So that I'm gonna just try to do that, and um, I'm pretty much gonna try to find um, not my emotional uh, health, because <laughs> I got a lot of emotional issues um, that I need to um, I need to you know dive into. Instead of just acting out on, we was kind of discussing some stuff before the show about those kind of things. But um, I'm trying to focus on that and then just, you know, take it to the next level. I mean, so I want to work on one, like getting rid of the procrastination. I feel like procrastination is something, it's like that's my disease, you know. Mm-hmm. I have all these brilliant ideas and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to start tomorrow, I'm going to get to it tomorrow. I want to build better habits, you know, I, I want to be more confident in everything that I do and like really grind out and really b- develop a discipline towards my goals you kind of wait you know there's, there's a saying opportunity towards the prepared man and I feel like I'm letting opportunities pass by but not being ready to jump on I like the confident part the you know confident part probably is leading to the uh, procrastination yeah, so, so. and then you know continue to just like realize and like you said you know want to work on multiple streams of income but it's really just like using the talents and the gifts that God's given me and, and, and be confident about it and not humble or, mm-hmm. or or maybe I should be patient. No, so you got to strike. Don't make it happen. While the mm-hmm. iron's hot, you know. So that's the end of another good show. I really appreciate you guys for coming through. So not a problem. Let them know also how, you know, you dropped a lot of jewels for us. So let them know how they can follow up with you and reach out for your um, services. Once again, uh, it's Corey Craig. You can find me on Facebook or hit me up on IG at KWRealtorNYC. Um, you can DM, DM me for, you know, just, you know, advice on things, you know, or um, and also for real estate, you know. All right. Me at Feel Good Agent. I'm on IG and I'm on Twitter. You can, um, I've seen whether it's credit or real estate on the credit side. I've seen the worst things: child support, bankruptcies, all the crazy stuff. Hit me up. We got a we got a path for you to go. Real estate, definitely. I've seen zero down. I've seen you know a lot of money down. I've seen bad credit. We put you in a place. Don't matter what. And let them know the Hit feel good, right? Because they could think you mean F-E-E, good. That's a good yes, point. P-H. Thank you. P-H. P-H-I-L, okay. I was good right, agent. Right, yeah. Because yeah. every time you say I think off the top, feel good. But I know it's feel P-H-I, good. Yeah, so yeah. thank you. Feel good agent. Definitely on IG or Twitter. DM me. I'm not shy. I'll get back to you. Okay. Shout out to all our listeners. Simple as that. Appreciate the support. Keep listening to Views. 
Um, we trying to put you on. Thank you to our guests for coming today. Uh, we hope you learned something and you can apply it to your life because we all can if you get money. Um, keep getting it, but let's get more. Let's be smart about it. Um, come back next week. Yeah. So, like, it's less than six months to the year. It's about to be 2020 in less than six months. Mm-hmm. Don't that sound crazy? Crazy. Like, remember Back to the Future? Those, those numbers <laughs> sounded crazy. Like, where's my flying hoverboard? Where's my DeLorean? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I want to say, like, you know, don't waste any time. You never know how much time you have on this earth, you know? The biggest yeah, waste... Is that dash between when you was born and then when you die. So that dash is your life. Live your life. Chase your dreams. Do everything that you got to do and don't be scared. We out. Peace. Views. Yeah, I just followed myself. I got you. I just started that one a little while ago. My other one is Bomb Fat Brain. Just don't think I'm coming through, man. I was a good joke. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo I got a picture of us